Last year, the U.S. federal government sold an absolutely insane amount of debt. So many trillions, it absolutely boggles the mind. By any reasonable rational standard, that debt should be worthless. The treasury market should be imploding, but it hasn't, and it's not. In fact, when you look at prices in the marketplace, they're roughly the same today as they were before this debt deluge began. And that's with 100 basis points of additional rate hikes from the Fed, as well as over a trillion in QT. The question behind all of this, and the one you need to ask yourself, and I mean this, you really need to ask yourself, how is this possible? How can the federal government get away with selling this trillion dollar deficit after trillion dollar deficit? Selling trillion dollar debt after trillion dollar debt after trillion dollar debt. And yet, the market doesn't move. Prepare to be angry, depressed, and illuminated, educated. And everything we're going to talk about today, publicly available. The prices as well as the debt statistics all come from the Treasury Department itself. Because you see, the Treasury isn't hiding any of this, nor is it necessarily proud of it. It's just the way things are. But again, we need to ask ourselves the overriding question here. When the Treasury sells $5 trillion in debt during a single year and the price doesn't move, even with the Federal Reserve on the market's back the entire way, what is that actually telling us? That's the question we need to ask and stop looking for the market to solve what is really a bipartisan political failure. So as I said, let's be prepared to be become angry and depressed. And if you weren't angry and depressed before, I promise you, I promise you, you will be after all of this. As I said, we're going to be using statistics from the Treasury Department, or in this case, the Treasury Borrowing Advisory Committee, which puts out a refunding schedule every quarter. And even though it's a, it's a schedule that the Treasury market doesn't have to adhere to, chances are they do. In fact, they do repeatedly throughout the time, throughout, throughout the year. So the TBAC schedule that they put out last year, Treasury largely stuck to. So all the numbers we get from the TBAC numbers, which is the easiest to read, most simplest, uh, most simplest format that Treasury puts out for its debt statistics, really puts it all into perspective. Again, this is all publicly available information. And what you see is that starting in the first quarter of last year, the Treasury Department sold $916 billion dollars in just notes and bonds, just coupon instruments, $916 billion in sales. However, $639 billion of that was debt that had previously matured and expired. So really they were only replacing, they were replacing the $639 billion that had matured and then adding $277 billion on top of it, a quarter trillion of new money in the first quarter of last year. But they also sold $655 billion in new money bills during the same quarter. So for coupons, we have new money of $277 and, and bills of $655. And that's just the first quarter. Into the second quarter, the debt ceiling maelstrom. The, the Treasury sold a total of just less than $800 billion in total coupons. But $550 billion were maturing. So new money. New money during the debt ceiling quarter, the bank crisis quarter, about a quarter trillion in coupons, plus almost half a trillion in bills. So again, another three quarters of a trillion in new borrowing, new money borrowing from the federal government. Third quarter, coupons, 671 billion total. Wasn't as much. The debt deluge was mostly in bills as I'll get to in a second. 
that replaced 500 billion that we're funding. So new money in coupons in the third quarter was just 177.97 billion, but new money bills was over 800 billion. So a huge increase in new money borrowing in the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter, which just wrapped up, 921 billion in coupons. As the Treasury Department starts to term out its its uh, deficits and its debt, um, because it believes that rates are going to stay high for some reason, that's just the standard economics textbook practice at the Treasury Department. So they sold more coupons in the fourth quarter of last year. 921 billion new money in coupons was a whopping 338.55 billion, and added to that. 437 billion in new money in bills. So for the total, 2023 total, these are just mind-boggling statistics. Blow you away, completely insane. Total coupons sold during 2023 was a I it's it's just it's just unbelievable. 3.3 trillion in coupons. And that was nothing. In treasury bills, new money totaled 2.4 trillion, trillion, 2.4 trillion in new money bills for 3.3 trillion in new money borrowing. That's just unbelievably insane. We had no world war to contend with. There wasn't even a restart of the pandemic. 3.3 trillion in new money. Now, a lot of that money, a good chunk of it, ended up in the Treasury's cash balance. They're running a, a cash holding. They're trying to target a cash holding balance of three quarters of a trillion dollars. Why does the federal government need three quarters of a trillion dollars in cash? Ask a politician. So essentially the government continues to sell massive and massive amounts of debt. And it's gonna, it's gonna keep going in the first quarter. The TBAC just issued its preliminary assessment for what the first quarter of 2024 will be like as well as the second quarter. But we'll focus on the first quarter because it's gonna continue in the first quarter of this year. According to their figures, and again, the Treasury Department is likely to, to adhere very closely to the TBAC's borrowing advisories, new money bills just shy of half a trillion in the first quarter of this year, new money coupons about $348 billion. They're expecting to sell a trillion dollars in coupons, or nearly a trillion, $984 billion in additional coupons this quarter, with only $635 billion thereabouts expiring and maturing. So again, We've got about 800 billion in new money borrowing in the first quarter of 2024, on top of the 3.3 trillion in the uh, all of last year. So, with that in mind, you think there is no way in hell that the marketplace would be able to absorb all of this, all of this debt sales as well as new money. It doesn't really matter when you get in this, this many trillions. It seems like the treasury market should blow up. But that's not the only thing. As I mentioned in the introduction, people often bring up the Federal Reserve as one reason why the treasury market hasn't blown up. Because the Fed is monetizing the debt. Well, the Fed isn't monetizing the debt right now. Quite the opposite. Going back to the beginning of its QT program in June of 2022, when it really start, got started, the Fed has run off just over a trillion dollars in only U.S. Treasuries. There's an additional 300 billion in MBS that have been rolled, rolled off too. But just since the end of 2022, so the same look back period that we're using for Treasury debt here, the Fed's QT has amounted to just over three quarters of a trillion in U.S. Treasury instruments. So 
And again, just to be with QT, the Fed is not selling these bonds. They're allowing them to mature, which means that as the Treasury Department sells even more debt to the public, that's even more debt that the public has to absorb, which in theory is supposed to drive Treasury bond prices even lower than all of this issuance is supposed to do on its own. Yet the wider point here Treasury market still stands. Prices are roughly where they were when all of this debt really started to show up in 2023. Just to take a little brief detour here, this is, this is a related discussion to one that I had with Brent Johnson not too long ago about the US dollar. Just as the Treasury market seems like it should explode and blow up in this supernova of financial, financial insanity, it seems like the U.S. dollar should be should go with it, that the U.S. dollar should be destroyed. Yet the U.S. dollar only seems to get stronger. It's not actually stronger in the same way that the U.S. Treasury market isn't filled with demand because people love the federal government's capability. People love the federal government and what it's doing. So if you want to see that conversation with Brent Johnson, I've got that linked in the description of this video talking about euro dollar dominance, which is the factor that ties all of these things together. Federal government debt, treasury market, the US dollar, it's not really about the US dollar or really the treasury market's deficits to begin with. For however many years it's been, so many that I, I don't even wanna count them anymore, people have been excusing the fundamental signal that we get from the bond market for a variety of reasons. The first one was in the age of QE, we can't pay attention to these low bond yields because the Fed buys QE. Fed buys up all these bonds. They're manipulating the price. They want yields to be low. But in the current period, the Fed wants yields to be higher and has been manipulating things in the other way, at least attempting to manipulate things in the other way with quantitative tightening. And yet, as I mentioned, that hasn't had any detectable impact whatsoever. So that excuse doesn't work. Also, another excuse that comes up to dismiss the fundamental signal for treasuries is regulations. Regulations are, fo are forcing financial firms up and down the spectrum to own US, U.S. Treasury assets or high quality liquid assets of every kind, insurance companies, pension funds, banks, all of them. And so that's one of the reasons why we should dismiss the bond market signal because regulations are the reason there's so much demand to begin with. But there hasn't been any regulatory changes in 2023 during this period of heavy treasury issuance either. So you think that with all of this supply, with the Fed doing QT, no additional regulations to spike demand for reserve assets of this type, the treasury market should be blowing up. But it's not. It is so not. It is exact, the exact opposite. You need to ask the question why it isn't being blown up. What is really going on here? What must be driving demand, so much unbelievable, incredible demand for safety and liquidity? Let's look at the treasury market numbers just to, just to put the, the, the chart up and see, you can see exactly what I'm talking about here. The 10-year U.S. Treasury on December 30th, 2022, at the end of just roughly speaking, you know, pick the end of the year of 2022, the 10-year Treasury was 3.88%. Today, the yield is about 4.07. So not all that much different. And again, as I said, that's with 100 basis points of Fed rate hikes in between. So you got 100 basis points of Fed rate hikes. You got all this QT, this massive amount of supply all over the place. Yet the yield is almost exactly where it was. And when you adjust it by the Fed rate hikes, the yield is actually less. 
Prices are, given where short-term rates have been pushed by the Federal Reserve, prices are even better. The five-year treasury, that was at 399 at the end of 2022. Today, it's at 401, basically almost exactly unchanged, again, despite 100 basis points in Fed rate hikes. The two-year treasury is actually less today than it was at the end of 2022. Now, I'm highlighting the two-year and the, and the five-year for a particular reason. The Treasury Borrowing Advisory Committee has said that it feels that it would be best to increase coupon issuance in particular at that part of the yield curve, at the two-year, the three-year, up to the five-year. Less into the tens and the longer-term instruments, more into that middle part of the curve of the two-year and the five-year, which is where... All of this buying seems to be happening. We've been talking about the two-year treasury for how many months now because of how strong demand for it has been, even in the face of the fact that the treasury has been issuing more coupons in exactly that part of the curve. Just proving once again and emphasizing once again, supply doesn't move prices here. So according to the TBAC's numbers, they started out issuing regular, regular monthly issues they started with regular monthly issues, about $42 billion up until the middle of last year. As of the last two-year auction in January, it's up to $60 billion. And they recommend that get up to $69 billion by the April auction. So that's a 64% increase in a year in the two-year treasury cycle. The five-year was regularly 40, $43 billion per month up until the, uh, July of last year. That was raised to $61 billion as of the last auction this month in January 2024. And they're recommending that go up to $70 billion by April, and we'll get confirmation tomorrow whether that's the case. It's very likely to be, a case, be the case. So huge increases in coupons the last couple quarters focusing on the two-year and five-year, and the two-year and five-year rates are going down, not up. As I said, it further, further proves the point here, the overall point that we're trying to make and trying to reinforce. Yes, the treasury market, by all rational, insane, insane accounts, should be blowing up, but it's not. Quite the opposite. Demand for treasuries continues to be strong, regardless of the amount the federal government sells, regardless of what the Federal Reserve does, either in manipulating short-term rates or in doing QT, it does not matter. Regulations don't play a role here. We are seeing in real time in a prolonged experiment which establishes beyond any shadow of any doubt, treasury rates are indeed fundamental signals. It's understandable why people would think that the treasury market must blow up here. It's, it's a sympathetic argument because the U.S. federal government has gone completely nuts and insane. By the way, the politicians love this. Tell a politician there really is no constraint on the amount of spending that they can go into? Yeah, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. But that's the thing here. It's not, the treasury market is not going to handcuff politicians and say enough is enough. Bond vigilantism is dead. It's been, it's been over, it's been superseded by other factors. And those other factors are the fundamental ones that we continue to point to. Fisherian deconstruction, low growth and inflation expectations, and in this case, low growth expectations. The more the treasury issues and the more the marketplace absorbs it and then some and says, give me some more, the more you need to be concerned. Because here's the final thought in all of this. 
in a soft landing, perfect Goldilocks disinflation scenario, why would demand for safety and liquidity be this high? In a soft landing Goldilocks disinflation scenario, the last thing you would want is boring crap treasuries. You would go into the real economy and say, there are so many more and better opportunities in it. I don't want a treasury. I want something vibrant and exciting and likely to pay off in a soft landing disinflationary environment. The market is telling you this huge demand for treasuries, the fundamental aspects behind these interest rates, they have nothing to do with supply. In fact, it doesn't matter what the treasury supplies, it's telling you soft landing cannot be happening. It is not likely to take place. It has never taken place. And the fact that the marketplace continues to buy up every single scrap, the broke federal government issues is the most powerful market signal that we have today. If you want to know what the bond market has been up to recently after its major rally last year, I've got a video on that link below. As always, I thank you very much for joining me. If you're interested in the Brent Johnson video, there's a link in the description. Huge thank you, Eurodollar University members and subscribers. And until next time, take care.